0: My name is Christopher
1: and I am Jessica
0: we are the BWs and we are having, having a, a baby. baby and this is the third in a special few episodes about our parenting classes oh this is first time parent podcast by fe- the way I forgot that but you know because you've clicked on it so hello <laughs> how are you doing
1: oh hello you
0: good oh sorry to hear about that oh maybe wear some shoes next time good
1: what what happened to them
0: well we I would I was just having a conversation I don't know Oh, okay this is our podcast uh, <laughs> following our journey to become first-time parents and everything that goes with it. We don't know what we're doing, we have no idea what's coming, um, which is ironic, and we mm. have decided to record our journey and, and fill you in about everything that we get wrong. and
1: <laughs> um, Let you have a laugh at our expense,
0: let probably. Let you have a laugh at our expense. <laughs> well, no, definitely laugh. Yeah. I'm laughing and we, we know a few bits now. <laughs>
1: so the last antenatal classes were well some of them were were quite quite horrific weren't they (laughs) in the best way possible i was Um, fine yeah yeah you were (laughs) fine uh this particular one was just informing us all about the feeding and how to look after the baby the bit after you've given Mm. birth
0: what do you do with it (laughs) with it yeah we don't know what it is do we what do you do with it
1: Yeah, I think we established in this one, it's all about the feeding and the pooing.
0: If you feed it, you clean it, you wash it, you don't drop it, we'll be all right.
1: Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll see you
0: soon. (laughs) So this is episode number three of our parenting class specials. You ready? Yeah. Let's go. Where?
1: This was the part of the antenatal classes where they informed us all about the feeding as the first section. And we haven't really touched base on my thoughts and feelings on feeding as yet, have we? So. Well,
0: you don't like onions and you don't like salads. Anything else you don't like?
1: Well, you know I'm quite fussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the baby. I do mean the baby. Right, okay. <laughs> So,
0: it's not going to like onions, and it's not going to like salads. It's Probably. <laughs> or bananas, the devil <laughs> devil food. Yeah. We've been over that. Like, I you like mean bananas. Breastfeeding. I mean, you mean to,
1: to breast or not to breast. <gasps>
0: Ooh, dun, dun, dun.
1: There's quite a lot of talk and controversy. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm yeah. not sure if that's quite the right word. No. It, there's, sometimes there seems to be quite a lot of pressure around whether or not you're going to breastfeed. I,
0: I'm not. I know that what oh you mean you <laughs> can you imagine if one day I just came came down the stairs and and I was like oh oh yeah it's 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 hungry, I'm just gonna,
1: yeah, I that's mean, gross. if you can take that on, that would be great, <laughs> <laughs> literally
0: <laughs> I don't think that's possible, sadly,
1: sweetheart, oh, it's a shame, <laughs>
0: but your decision about whether you're gonna breastfeed or not breastfeed, and you're right, there is a lot of talk mm. back and forth of breast is best and and then 20 years ago it was formula is best and it's just I I,
1: I think it all comes down to what we're gonna be happy with what baby's gonna be happy with but they say that if mum is happy then baby is happy so honestly and people might be listening to this and think oh you're doing the wrong thing I'm not overly keen on the idea of breastfeeding and I'm really sorry to say that but it's just something that doesn't feel, it's not like I feel this natural urge to do it and I know it's the most natural thing there is and it it kind of gets to me that I don't feel like that. I I feel like I might find it a bit weird I might not enjoy the sensation but there's this huge part of me that has heard how difficult it is to breastfeed and how stressful it can be and then if things aren't going well with it if if the baby's not latching on if if anything it it can just be add so much more stress to having a new baby that I just feel that it's something that I'm just not really gunning for at the moment
0: and that's absolutely fine at the end of the day it's your choice and nobody else's it's not there's there's not a you can't do it any other way if that was the case there wouldn't be another option mm. yes clearly there's research to say it's more beneficial for you to do it a certain way but you you do it whatever way is fine for you mm. also you don't know if you can do it yet many people struggle for months trying to breastfeed and yeah flogging a dead horse as it were and whether it's that the baby can't latch on or whether it's that their milk isn't flowing as it should be yeah it's it's very presumptuous for us to assume that or for anyone to assume that you can do it so yeah
1: exactly I mean my mum didn't have any milk for me uh, apparently so she says
0: <laughs> she didn't like you
1: <laughs> yeah before. she just decided nah that you're not having any of this love <laughs> <laughs> but that's it there's there's so many ifs and ands with this and i just feel like it's it could be very stressful on the other side there is part of me that would potentially think about trying it if it was easy so i i don't know i was using this part of the class to gain information because i hadn't done a lot of reading up on it i was just going on my gut instinct
0: hmm yeah and i think they were very clear about that in the class weren't they 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 weren't judgy nobody judged you for being honest and say you didn't want to do it and that's fine
1: yeah at first at first first, i thought i was getting judged because because she did that whole thing at the beginning of the sec of the feeding section she said are you all planning on breastfeeding show of hands who's not and i was the only one that put my hand up I know and it felt like a tumbleweed and I thought oh gosh everyone's looking at me and and judging me
0: they weren't promise you
1: not at I mean. all and all it was was the the lady the mid- the midwife that was holding the class she just wanted to establish who she was who she was talking to and what she said was I'm not singling you out I just want you to know that this is about breastfeeding this and this is not to patronize you a- at all and that kind of took me aback because I was ready to feel judged and she wasn't at all no. and she said this is information that you can take away it might help you to make more of a decision which is which is what we did
0: Hmm. good I, it was interesting to see that you were the only person who wasn't planning on breastfeeding but actually i know a lot of people who didn't so it, it i think it was just on that occasion you were the only one in the room which is fine
1: <laughs> out of what about
0: Two, eight two people eight of us eight of us <laughs> yeah of us? Eight, yeah.
1: Eight yeah yeah but
0: that's fine it was interesting hearing about it and i didn't know that um even if you don't plan on breastfeeding your milk still comes in like your body still prepares for you to do it i had no idea about mm. that and was mm. st- what's, that, what's the, the the stuff that's going to come um first um right
1: so the stuff oh, that's going <laughs> to... here she goes here we go uh so the stuff that comes in first Uh, which apparently I already have there. oh that sounded a bit weird I already have there if (laughs) if I wanted to I could actually squeeze some of this out now and put it into a syringe or a bottle and freeze it it's called colostrum and that is the first milk that comes in and that is the stuff that is full of all the goodness and it's the most important stuff that you can give to the baby if you are planning on breastfeeding or even if you're not if you want to give them a good kick start then this is the stuff that's full of all the antibodies and the good things that they can have Uh, and it's quite i think this is the stuff that is quite golden and thick so it doesn't look necessarily like the generic milk that you would see
0: yeah i guess it's like this to breast milk is undiluted squash. Yeah. Yeah. To squash. Is it? It's like a super concentrated, super nutritious goo. <laughs> goo. goo. <laughs> um, Hello, yeah, baby, we'll like do some goo. <laughs> <laughs> Gooey. We'll like do little Gooey. bit of booby goo.
1: They will help you try and, and get the colostrum out and ready for the baby if you want them to after you've given them. <laughs> Am I
0: going to walk in and just see you looking like a cow in a dairy farm?
1: Moo. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Surely you'll be going, go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I had read about the colostrum and this was the one thing that I had always thought, not too keen on breastfeeding long term, but for the sake of giving it a go uh, at the beginning and with the midwife's helping uh, that's you, yeah. I just thought, I just think, yeah, I will try and at least do that first good bit if it's there and if it's available and if the help mm. is ready, then I think I'm definitely willing to give that part a go.
0: Yeah. So That's the, well, it's yeah. good. That's only natural.
1: The Do you remember the, the leaflet thing, that like the diagram leaflet that came with this about uh, all the different milks?
0: I mean, to be honest <laughs> with you, the amount of paperwork that we've been given during this last few months is...
1: No, but this one's a particularly good one because is it the I think that it's the martini glasses okay. so that the the mums are obviously looking at it going, I wish that was alcohol. <laughs> <clears throat> no.
0: <laughs> like the weirdest white Russian you've ever going to have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ooh. So yeah, there's like three different stages of the milks uh, for like the first milk, which is the colostrum and then the yellow gold milk and the concentrated milk. And it kind of goes from from different shades of creamy yellow to, to thinner and it helps describe what, what stages the milk goes in but your actual milk milk doesn't come in until I think it's about day 5.
0: Hmm. That's that's quite a way after the baby would be born really isn't it? I would have thought it mm. would have, obviously your body's going to know but i suppose it's going to take a a few days to brew as it were so maybe a couple of days but 5 days is quite a long time. It because does... if you if you are breastfeeding yeah. what,
1: what, what what do you do? So I think it's these little bits of colostrum and the other bits that that come in in the beginning. And oh,
0: so that it's going to be there for, mm. for the foreseeable until you...
1: until the big the big guns come right. in. Right. Okay. So
0: <laughs> is is it something? I, this is what I I don't know. Is it something that's there already, or is it something that you still produce? Which part? The colostrum.
1: So it's there. I I, I have it now. Oh. It's like I said at the beginning. I could, and this is what I didn't know before the class. The yes. midwife said you can I, sorry, syringe it. That. Yeah, you can syringe it, it out it now and, and try and freeze it now. You actually, if you work hard enough on your nipples. You make
0: sure lovely latte. <laughs>
1: you can, you can milk yourself.
0: So that cup of tea that I asked you for earlier on—did
1: it taste a bit funny by any chance?
0: Yeah, but I thought you weeded it. Oh no! <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? Please, please don't give her any ideas. That's not what we want in emails. Colostrum recipes. Thank you. I will be interested to hear any of you who have frozen breast milk or um, colostrum in advance. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, I've never heard of anyone doing it, but it makes sense. Yeah, I, I like to. I like to forward plan and be and be ahead of myself. So, if I'm tired in the hospital after giving birth, which let's face it, uh, probably gonna uh, be. You're gonna be fine. Yeah. You can just kind of go. Ah, oh, can we just defrost this? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> should we get back to the parenting class uh, i think i think we should
1: so they cover the 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 reasons why they say breast is best there's meant to be benefits for mum and for baby uh, so just whipping through those quickly apparently for mum if you breastfeed it helps uh, prevent breast and ovarian cancer
0: okay that's so interesting how
1: Uh, That, I don't know.
0: Good, moving on.
1: (laughs) This is what they said at the class. Uh, It helps prevent against against things like uh, osteoporosis and fractured hips.
0: Long Uh, words, yeah.
1: Yes, thank you very much. Uh, Are you you proud of me?
0: (laughs) I'm proud of myself. If you meant to say osteoporosis, I'm proud of you. But you then followed up with fractured hips, so you could have meant broken a nail. I don't know. (laughs) (coughs) I like long words. I don't like long words. Long words. <laughs> Friend.
1: The, the other thing that is quite, uh it, it's quite a good thing if you're planning on breastfeeding and quite a draw for mums, it's apparently it helps with the weight loss. uh Because when what, you... overall
0: or just on your boobs?
1: No, 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 overall. Oh, really? Okay, mm. I didn't know that. So apparently when you're breastfeeding, your tummy contracts, oh. which will help lose the baby weight.
0: Oh, so it's like a tens machine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Lovely, lovely callback to the last episode. So
1: that's a that's a good reason to to want I didn't to do know it.
0: That. That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe I will try and get the baby to latch on then, because my I currently look like a potato. So you know, get those chips on the potato. I don't know. I just look off.
1: If you can actually get milk out of your nipples, I will be impressed.
0: I am so going to hook up some cables now and just come in and go, oh, look, they're leaking.
1: No, but why do do men have nipples? If you don't have milk, why do you have nipples?
0: To look really cool in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: something I've always wondered.
0: Isn't it something to do with the fact that when you're forming, everyone starts out in the female form and then certain... Chemicals kick in and, and make you a willy, isn't it? Uh, that might be completely wrong.
1: I'll make you a willy,
0: yeah. Not like one massive willy. I just mean, <laughs> isn't that a, isn't that a thing that we all start out with like almost completely nothing, and then we f- we either form into a mm-hmm. male or female inside, and so that's one of one of the reasons. Is that is that not right? Because we've got breasts, that's the whole point, men have breasts. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think you are right, I think you are right.
0: Look, I'm probably not, none of what we say is fact, just ignore everything we've said. Some
1: of it is, because we've been informed by the right people. Okay, (laughs) this
0: last 30 seconds is absolutely not a fact. (laughs) Please let us know, if you know why men have nipples, then email firsttimeparentpod at gmail.com.
1: I think we've covered this in one of the previous podcasts though. Yeah, but we still don't know. (laughs) Baby brain though, cannot remember. I think you you are right. You can't claim
0: baby brain for me. And we haven't had the baby yet, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, benefits for baby. Sorry, going back to it. Yeah, uh, in it prevents <laughs> benefits for baby. Uh... Uh, sorry, that is baby brain. It prevents infections, chests, and ears, and allergies, and tummy problems, and type two diabetes, and obesity. So they say that if you formula feed a baby, they're more likely to be on the larger side than if you were to breastfeed a baby. Yeah. Ah.
0: (laughs) That's interesting. So if if we feed it formula and we have a little chubster, it's just going to look like me. So that's all right. I don't, I, maybe that every time I make a latte, my problem is I use formula milk to, to make it. <laughs> no, Christopher, you're not tempted. <laughs> maybe you can't. Yeah. That's interesting though. I But I suppose it's not natural. So, you know, it's just like any other drink. If there's less natural things in it, that's not as good for you as mm. natural things.
1: Apparently, it's easier to overfeed the babies on formula than it is when you're breastfeeding. But I don't understand that because
0: how can you measure portion control if, when you're breastfeeding? Yeah, unless the baby's you're, on the breast, unless yeah. you're expressing, mm. how? And uh, yeah, unless you're expressing the milk into a, a a bottle with measurements on it, how do you know how much the baby's having?
1: Yes, yeah, so I'd be really worried that the baby wasn't having enough.
0: No, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or is it just that they know how to stop? I don't, but they, the same would be a bottle. I'm so confused about it all. Think, it's fascinating, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think one thing that we they she did say in the class, the midwife said that you have to switch boobs. So the yeah. portion control must come in from mummy's boobs. Yeah,
0: so if I wake up in the morning, if you decide to breastfeed and you've got one that's down by your knees yep. and one that is just flat as a pancake, you forgot to switch again. <laughs> is that it?
1: Possibly, although the milk might just not be there. yeah uh, so you've got to switch like, to even to even it out.
0: I did a movement then that one was <laughs> higher than the other. So I need video. If we videoed this podcast, it'd be very funny..
1: <laughs> I'd just be walking along with like half <laughs>
0: of... <laughs> We're idiots. Sorry about that. It's good bonding, though, for both of you, isn't it? Like, it is. It, not only the fact that you're spending time with the child, but, you know, it's a very physical, intimate thing. Mm. This has always been my thing about um, women breastfeeding in public. Big supporter of everywhere legally having to do it. Like, it's a, yeah. it shouldn't be a question. It's the most natural thing ever. Mm-hmm. Bit of context. We work in a children's centre in Southeast London, and... Uh, when we first opened i was the duty manager and somebody from the council came around it was an appointment somebody had forgotten to tell me about to basically assess the building to give us a uh, a breastfeeding safe or a mm-hmm. this this yeah. is like a part of a network of places that are child and family friendly that mm-hmm. new mums can feel safe and yeah. happy and relaxed that they can come in and breastfeed Anywhere they want in the building. Uh, And I actually had to take almost like a little test. And I obviously, I didn't even know this thing was happening, let alone, (laughs) so I didn't revise. But it was really fascinating talking to the person from the council, explaining everything that, and I think I've got this right. It's illegal to ask somebody to move on when they're breastfeeding. And it's illegal for somebody to remove you if you're breastfeeding. So say for instance, you're in a coffee shop and somebody says, you can't breastfeed here. That's illegal. Really, I I might have misread, uh, misremembered yeah. that. It's a good couple think, of years ago.
1: I think you must be right. Um, the
0: fact, but, it's, it... but what, what I was going for was working in such a place where every single day you see multiple women breastfeeding. It's not something that I worry about, and I'm more than happy to accommodate any everyone anywhere. However. I feel like I shouldn't be around that. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not standing there watching. But I feel like I shouldn't be around because it's such an mm. intimate, private moment that I almost want to m- make people have as much privacy as possible. But at the end of the day, it's such a, a natural thing that occurs all the time that just mm. people just whap them out and off you go, and then you turn around and go, oh, oh. And I just feel like I've got to move myself <laughs> just just because. I, I want to give that person the, the the respect and privacy that they deserve. Yeah, and and it's staggering to find out that some places don't allow it in general, and also when when it is when someone is asked, where's it where's okay to breastfeed. You sh- first of all, you shouldn't have to ask where; just do it wherever you want. But when they do ask, often cafes or restaurants or bars or or a shop. We'll just give them like the worst, dingiest, coldest cupboard anywhere in the building. It's disgusting. Mm. It's just awful, and that's it's something that I hadn't really thought of. And you don't, uh, uh, running indeed with this podcast, you don't think of it. And I was stunned to learn how many, how much of a problem it can be if you want to breastfeed anywhere. That often you have to go and search for somewhere to breastfeed properly and safely and calmly so I'm really proud that the place that we worked at
1: mm.
0: was d- d- you know down to everyone's work but also on that day <laughs> you, <laughs> me yeah. I got that sticker on the door yeah, and I was like that. I I know <laughs> nothing about this and at the time was like <laughs> you're not gonna have kids possibly ever if not for a while and now look at us
1: it was a couple of years ago wasn't it, it? Was a
0: fair few years <laughs> ago yeah you could you with glee in your face the time that we knew life was free <laughs> but yeah it, it that going through that whole little process the i rambled a bit, but I, what I suppose was just saying as a guy, especially, it's the most natural thing to be around parents when, especially when you are a parent, you know, what's coming up. Mm. It's the most natural thing to be around other parents feeding their children, whether it be bottle or breast. But I still feel like I shouldn't be around <laughs> just to make sure I give those people as much respect and privacy as possible. I feel so protective of parents in that situation. And we weren't parents at that time. So God knows what we're going to be like in a few weeks when (laughs) it
1: appears. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And we're like security guard to the max, I think. Or maybe. Who knows? Super dad. Oh, I like that. So how often do you need to feed a baby?
1: It changes consistently for the first few weeks. Well, for a long time, by the sound of it. So first 24 hours, apparently, <laughs> seven mils is all they need in one little feed. Seven mils, that's, that's not nothing, a
0: nothing, is it? But if you think a baby's tummy is... Well, it must be tiny, mustn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. So this is the colostrum stage, isn't it? So you know we were saying oh, earlier. I suppose
0: seven mils might be packed with more than. Yeah. You're gonna get in a. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course.
1: So we were saying earlier. Well, when how how does that happen when there's no breast milk really there? That's why because they're only taking a little bit, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that makes that makes that. that makes more sense. So it's only three feeds in the first 24 hours, and then from that point onwards it goes up and up and up and up. Apparently, so day two. They have at least uh, eight feeds of about twenty to thirty mils. God, that's a big jump in the twenty-four isn't it? hours. Yeah, and, and then- even if
0: you are on the colostrum, that's a, that's a lot more being produced mm. as well, mm. isn't it? Wow. Oh, hang it's, on! Someone's going past the house with a uh, studio with music. Have they gone? Yeah. Yeah, okay, good.
1: Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah,
0: our soundproof high-end luxury recording studio here in Shooters Hill. <laughs> it's our front room. <laughs> it's our lounge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the midwife did say the reason these feeds are so small is because the baby's tummy is so, so tiny. And I didn't quite yeah. realise this.
0: No, we, again, you, of course it is. It's a tiny We're human. Teeny tiny. It is a tiny, tiny person with a tiny, tiny tummy.
1: Like the size of a little
0: Is it oh, marble? Yeah, oh, I was going to do a vegetable game. Oh, no. <laughs> chickpea. It's about the size of a chickpea.
1: See, I'd go more of a grape if it's like a marble.
0: No, that's huge.
1: Marble's not the same size as a chickpea. Chickpeas it's Smaller
0: like than a, a flipping grape.
1: I don't know. I mean maybe I, maybe you've lost your marbles. I don't know. I think marbles pretty Grapes accurate a, to a grape.
0: Okay, fine. <laughs> a small grape.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: A small grape. Yeah. A marble sized <laughs> grape.
1: <laughs> a marble sized grape. Basically tummy tiny. Tell me teeny tiny. Tell me tiny. <laughs> the other thing that they told us about is the the poo, all the poo,
0: <laughs> all the poos.
1: <laughs> meconium. Uh, <laughs> Hadn't really heard about meconium until until we got everybody, pregnant. <laughs> everybody
0: kept saying to us before this class, "Oh, you wait till the baby has its first poo. Oh, it's like tar." You're like what? And, oh you wait till the baby poos for the first time you have to, go. I have to get that off really quickly otherwise you're never getting it off we're like what it got explained to us in the parenting class properly what it was mm. and it all makes sense <laughs> yeah and now it's scared me a little bit
1: <laughs> i am a bit fearful of those first poos <laughs> although the first have you not poo- done one
0: before they're amazing <laughs> oh really
1: (laughs) you'll have to tell me all about it (laughs) and don't
0: as someone with IBS I have many stories
1: (laughs) delightful
0: (laughs) but no it's what the meconium is is everything that the baby has been eating while it's been inside you Mm -hmm. and all the nutrients and the the feed that it's had through the placenta Mm -hmm. expelled from its body but yeah. It apparently is the consistency of like a thick treacle and it's really black and it's really sticky and if you don't catch it soon, it can dry and cause quite a nasty um, irritation on the bums. Mm. Yeah.
1: But this was the stuff that we mentioned in the previous podcast yeah. that could actually... Well, the baby could poo.
0: The baby could poo inside. Inside. Or on the way out. On yeah. the way out, it's absolutely fine. But inside, it could do it inside. Yeah. So when you... Yeah. If it's done it inside, that's not great, is it?
1: No. They're, they're, they're very interested in looking after you if the baby's yeah. pooed inside because there's. Imagine risk of infection. swimming
0: in a poo. That's the problem.
1: Oh, I'd rather not. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I
0: better change our weekend plans.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the midwives told us about the poos. Yeah. They said uh, the first couple of days is that meconium, and then three to. Th- four days is when you get introduced to the wee's and the poos apparently the poos meant to turn a bit green <laughs> <laughs> and then five to six days you get more wee's and you get yellow poos and then more and more poos that turn browny, yellowy as it goes along
0: yeah basically it's gonna hit the fan
1: <laughs> nice
0: and I kept it family friendly and not explicit.
1: <laughs> but apparently, if the baby follows that pattern with the kind of colour of poos and the consistency, then you know that they're feeding right. They're doing all right, yeah. So that's that's the answer to the question we had her earlier. How do we? How do they know that they're getting enough? Well, you've just got to check the nappy and yeah. make sure it's following that kind of shade pattern. It's like
0: the worst Dulux colour chart ever, isn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can you imagine what the, the actual description no, names would no, be on that colour no. chart?
0: For anyone who's not in the UK or doesn't know Dulux, it's a paint brand. Just like in Home Depot or something, you go in and check the colours on a chart. That's that's basically what we've been told to do with the poo.
1: Well, of decide, the baby as well. I've decided that this Bank holiday Monday, I'm going to decorate my living room in brand new shade of meconium brown. <laughs>
0: Goodness, <laughs> I feel physically sick. <laughs> I think I'm gonna be all right with the nappies, you know. Good. Just gotta oh, I'll gotta, leave you to it then. Just got not get on with it when I mean, you. No, but there's, there's, <laughs> Damn there's, it. there's always a, uh, and I found this when we went to the mother care parents evening kind of thing that we did. Hmm. It was. <laughs> On dads, let's see how you do with the nappies. It was really patronising and I didn't like it. Well, hang on, if, if a, a girl hasn't had a baby before, she's not going to know how to change a nappy either. So neither of us know how to no, use it.
1: I'm I'm absolutely terrified about
0: why is, changing why a nappy. Why is it always the guy that, oh, dad doesn't know how well, be responsible and learn at the same uh, time as your wife then.
1: I know, I know I'm going to be rubbish at That really at wound it. me up. I didn't I tell know, you about that. I, uh, oh, no, I was, I remember it was that, they ran a competition, didn't they? Oh, you can win a bottle of bubbles if you, if you change the nappy. Yeah, if you, that was what the yeah, if you change the nappy quick the prize,
0: the prize was alcohol-free booze. That's why it annoyed me. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was, I, <laughs> I found it really patronising and up until that point, I'd been really, I felt really welcome and, you know, because as a, as a, it's not even as a dad as as the partner of someone who's it doesn't matter if you're male or female as the partner of someone who's giving birth but as a dad you you feel so distant from the whole thing that actually on the one thing that you can be part of and you're getting mocked at it for not knowing in advance how to do it like i walked into mother i think we were like three months away from it being born Mm. of course i haven't learned that yet you know, we. Oh, it really that really wound me up. Sorry, you've oh god, I'm furious now. He's
1: got on his soapbox.
0: Yeah, no, it's, no, it's not <laughs> a soapbox at all. No, but I don't know. belittle someone for not knowing a, a little part of it because you're a dad. Mm. That's rubbish. It's absolute rubbish.
1: Oh, and it's like I said, I'm not gonna know. I'm I'm a person that's all fingers and thumbs and i know that i'm literally get it she's
0: made up of only fingers and thumbs <laughs> <laughs> blah, 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 blah.
1: don't know why all th- fingers and thumbs make that blah, 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 noise but apparently they do no i'm i know i'm gonna t- it's gonna take me ages to get used to it it's not it's not gonna be easy the baby's gonna be wriggling around i'm probably gonna be scared i'm probably gonna end up with poo and we up the walls on me everywhere and that's just what's gonna happen so yeah, I, I don't like it when people people judge judge the dads. The mums are going to be in that position as well because yeah. it's going back to everything that that we're talking about. It's the first yeah. time that we're doing it. So how on earth are we going to know if we've never done it before?
0: Yeah, anyway, <laughs> it took me eight minutes and I didn't win the booze free booze. So let's move on. Awkward. What happened in the class? <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't feel like that at all in the class. It was pretty good.
1: No, no, it was, it was fine.
0: Mm. So how do we know when it's hungry or when it's going to be hungry?
1: I thought it would be hear the baby cry. Yeah. And you'd feed it. Well, hear the baby cry, you either feed it or change it or give it a cuddle apparently that's those are the main things aren't they in the first few in the first few weeks yeah however apparently when the midwife said that crying is actually the last sign that they're hungry which is which is quite sad when you think how often you hear a baby crying for food but uh, there's little signs that the baby gives if they're I think more if they're awake to begin with so apparently baby will uh, their eyes kind of dart around and move around uh and, they?
0: yeah oh i didn't know that
1: yeah so if they're if they're like looking around the room so if only if they're awake obviously if they're asleep, <laughs> they're not going to be able to see that or, or their eyes not pop out the it. sockets and yeah. fly
0: around like bees so
1: yeah their little eyes wriggle around so i suppose they're kind of <laughs> looking for it um and they wriggle about and also, they can eat their fingers. So that will show you that they're looking for something. <laughs> not not actually eat their fingers. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, they try to, like, nibble their fingers and put their fists in it. their mouth. Oh, yeah, I said it.
0: If, if the baby comes out and starts going to town, his hands like a kebab. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why has your baby not got any fingers? Oh, he got hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and um the <laughs> the other sign is apparently they kind of gurn a little bit, like they open and close their mouth, but like a little little fish that uh, so they're kind of looking towards Just eat.
0: expecting a nipple. Nom, 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 yeah, pretty much. Whoop. There it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So those are the little signs we've got to look out for when he or she arrives that we need to need to feed it. Mm. Say it. Feed baby. He slash she it's really difficult when it we don't sounds know. so
0: impersonal calling it an it but we don't know <laughs> <laughs> when things hungry it's it hasn't got the same <laughs> no
1: definitely definitely doesn't have the same uh and how how we feed the baby so if you are breastfeeding yeah not
0: not breastfeeding or or um formula now you mean like physically the action yes, of yeah, feeding so it. how
1: we feed the baby they they taught us a bit about that so if, if a, it's the not woman, how i thought either mm, so if the woman's breastfeeding there's a little demonstration that that they give at the class, which involves um, a knitted nipple, well, a knitted boob. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> and a doll, uh, which which was fun for for everyone. Even though I'm not planning on on breastfeeding, I did enjoy seeing a knitted boob. I'm not gonna lie made my day <laughs> 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 um, but there's a certain way of of doing it apparently there's a a window that you need to that uh, like a window where they latch on and if you miss it it's really difficult to then get them to latch on yeah. so by window I don't mean like a, a window on a house I mean like a, a, a time of a, a time window is what I mean <laughs> Am I making any sense? No. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh- <laughs> There's a
0: moment that you know when it's perfect to, to have the baby latch on.
1: Mm-hmm. And if
0: you miss that, it's going to be tricky. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you have to uh, put, your, put the uh, baby in line with the boob and the neck and the head and it has to be all tilted back in the right way. What
0: you can't see is she's reading off a little note that she made to remind mm-hmm. herself. But Jess is also... Trying to do it with the boobs at the same time. I am. I'm trying
1: to do I'm trying to do the demonstration. So if we were filming right now oh You no, get a
0: little wiggle jiggle.
1: I've got my knitted boob out. I haven't. I have no knitted boob. I stole it. I stole it from the class. I really it? liked it.
0: I, darling, I can get you a knitted boob if you want. Oh, thanks. I don't know if my mum's ever knitted a boob before. I know she's done a few cardigans for us already, but
1: <laughs> Um, so that's the breastfeeding part, and then actually Feeding with a bottle, which is what we're probably going to be doing, um, you have to make sure that the milk is fully in the in the teat of the nipple. Uh, a nipple? Oh God! You said it. <laughs> rewind, rewind. <laughs> it's just all about boob, isn't it? Clearly, you have to make sure that the milk is fully in the teat, so there's no air bubbles. Um, you've got to make sure you give uh, give the baby they wind the baby through the feeding. That's yeah, quite din- important. I
0: didn't know that you have to kind of take a break during feeding to wind it. Mm-hmm. But of course you do. It's like if you drink a can of Coke and you drink it one go, that's going to be a really painful burp that you have at the end. Yeah. Whereas if you stop halfway through, it's going to be a burp. <laughs> burp. 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 It's better than. Burp. <laughs> And that's yeah. a weird action for a baby to have to go through, not knowing. I mean, they don't know what it feels like for food to go in that way, let alone for air to come out of it. Yeah. Or the other way. The other yeah. way could be much worse. <laughs> uh,
1: they should be fed more by mum and dad. Yeah. As well. you,
0: so in the first few weeks, they say obviously because it's such a bonding thing, and they the mm. the, the parents are, are they, you know, the main port of call. No one else should feed the baby. It's very... It, they said it's very uh, natural to... Ooh, do you want to feed it? Uh, them, him, her. Do you want to feed them? No. Keep it to just you. They can have cuddles with other people, but they get used to the smell and they get used to you mm. being around and the sensation of being in your arms as well. So it's important for it just to be parents feeding yeah. it in the first few weeks.
1: That's why I am more more leaning towards being able to bottle feed because it takes the pressure off of me and being the boob and the only person with the food and you get that bonding time as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think that's important. I uh,
0: Look, if you want me to hold your boob while you feed the child that's absolutely fine. I can do <laughs> it. I'm just saying. But I we think... might end up with baby number two before we're ready. <laughs>
1: Now hold your horses. Yeah, no, your boobs. <laughs> hey. Oh. Um, <laughs> eye contact and talking.
0: Whilst I'm holding your boobs. <laughs> oh no, you mean the baby? Yeah.
1: Just as long as you blink. Don't just stare at me. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, go on, keep keep on going, love. Keep on going. You can do it.
0: <laughs> no, it's important to look at your baby when you're feeding it, which yeah. is a kind of given, really, isn't it? Yeah. Feed it and watching EastEnders in the background. Huh. Yeah. So when when the NFL's on in August, I can't watch the Jags and not um pay attention to the baby. The baby's looking up at me adoringly, hopefully. And then, <laughs> you know, when yeah. Nick Foles throws a wonderful pass, I can't. Woohoo! Oh, sorry, you're sick all over me. I have to pay attention to the baby if I feed it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, because okay.
1: it's that whole bonding thing. They this is this Can is where they learn drink who you are.
0: Beer. No, okay. Give it a try. What's well, go it going? <laughs> it no. Of course, it's it's obvious that you have to look at your baby and and talk to your baby throughout feeding.
1: Mm, yeah, when you're feeding, you need to uh, make sure that you are guided by the baby. As yep. well, so you let them guide you with how much you give them and when when you when you do it. So don't just decide that you're going to feed the baby when you want to feed it, because chances are it won't be ready, or or want it, and then you'll just end up with baby sticking up all over you anyway, or it won't take it.
0: Yeah, but saying that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what else did we learn about jaundice and feeding?
1: Ah. Um, Yes.
0: If you wait too long to feed the baby mm-hmm. and let it sleep, you know, it's just very obvious it's gonna be very easy just to let it sleep as long as possible. If you don't keep feeding it at a regularish interval, mm-hmm. then the jaundice will happen. That's right. So the jaundice. That's the, not...
1: the jaundice This is a, a big part that of the session that the midwife no idea about spoke this. spoke about to us and it was kind of, you know, the, the warning. If you're lucky enough, enough,
0: lucky enough, lucky enough, it's time to go <laughs> to Australia, mate. Oh
1: dear, sorry. What I don't have no accent. That is, no. please just ignore me. Ignore me. I'm tired. <laughs> if you're lucky enough that your baby sleeps through, you're not allowed to let it, especially in yeah. those first few weeks, because if you let the baby sleep through and don't feed it, then your baby's gonna. Um, end up with the jaundice and that's where they get the yellowy kind of skin complexion and the whites of their eyes go yellow it just means that things aren't really sort of kicking into gear in their t- in the inside so it's their liver and their kidneys aren't really you know working as well as they should be uh so you're yeah you're if you don't feed them regularly enough you're not you're not giving them the, the stuff to make everything yeah. work regular enough. So it's going to slow down. Which
0: completely contradicts what we've just said about <laughs> being told that let the baby tell you when it's hungry. Mm. You've still got to know, okay, baby should be hungry by now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of a, it is a fine balance from what, from what I understand. Mm. Yeah. It, it's w- going it to be was, interesting it, to see if we get it right. Yeah. It was a bit confusing though in the class. as like you said, it was like, oh, well you say this, but then yeah. you want us to do this. So it's again I think it's finding your own way, isn't it, really?
0: Finding your own way. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. But it is gonna be so tempting just to let the baby sleep as long as possible.
1: Well yeah, if you've got a baby that is gonna sleep that long, then Woo-hoo! it's gonna you're gonna struggle to really wake up and do it, aren't you? I can't imagine that the baby will let us sleep. We're not gonna be that lucky, are we?
0: No. <laughs> no, it's fine. Hey we'll we'll see what happens in a yeah. few weeks. Yeah. Nothing Nothing we can predict really, right, No, it?
1: not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Listen to us. Our, our energy kind of drain at the yeah. thought of no sleep. <laughs> oh,
0: gosh. <laughs> we're used to it. It'll be fine. We'll be all right. Yeah. So what about looking after the baby? There were only a few more things that we learned. Mm. And there's things like changing the nappy. Obviously, that's something we really have to... Something I had not thought about, and we mm. w- w- this was one of the only things that we were really keen about finding out, was how to bathe it, and when do you bathe it? Like, how early do you bathe the baby?
1: I think you have to wait.
0: You don't do it immediately. you Do it within like a week. Give it about a week because it's got the um, stuff on it, hasn't it? Yeah, but the white you have clay to... stuff.
1: Yeah, but that kind of gets wiped off. Doesn't it a little bit? Yeah,
0: it should be absorbed, but still, there's mm. there's stuff on the baby's skin, and the baby's skin is so sensitive. You need to leave it a little bit to acclimatise to the air and stuff, don't you?
1: Oh yeah, they d- they say don't yeah, yeah, try yeah. and wash that off straight away. Don't
0: try and do. You don't need to wash your baby for the first weekish. Really, should you?
1: I think the main reason that you can't wash it or you shouldn't wash it. I'm calling it it again. I'm so sorry. Wash baby is the um the umbilical cord. The little, oh the yes, little bit they right. the so They when they cut the cord there's a little clamp that has to kind of mm. clamp off where it's been cut on the baby's belly button and there's like a little little stumpy thing there i imagine but that's the
0: yeah it doesn't go to an innie immediately does it i don't know oh i don't know are we going to have an innie or an outie
1: well, mine's got, an innie. Mine's an innie as well. My mine is a massive innie.
0: To be fair, <laughs> you can put your whole hand in Jess's. So Belly button.
1: <laughs> Thank thanks for for clearing that one up. My yeah. mum my mum said that she didn't want me to have
0: She didn't want you. Oh. <laughs> oh
1: <laughs> was a sad story. My mum didn't want me to have an outie, so she said she kept pushing it in, which is <laughs> quite horrific when you think about it, but I have got a really, I have got a really deep belly button that you can lo- lose yeah, you like love. half your finger in. However, I'm quite grateful for that deepness now I'm pregnant because No, listen his I, face I, is hilarious. Hang on,
0: I was just saying, how many people are poking your belly button? <laughs>
1: um, only me, just to test how is deep this it is this baby
0: mine? <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, it's,
1: it's just the it, basically. If you're if you're pregnant you sometimes end up with an outie because the everything's pushed forward and your belly button Ooh, ends up that's not a part of the
0: body that I've out. ever imagined stretching and that's but,
1: but this has stretched and my belly button is now a lot more shallow than it was and if I didn't have a deep belly button I might have an outie by now so I am actually belly thanking my mum <laughs> I'm thanking my mum for a deep belly button a deep innie Belly button is now shallow. I wonder if I'll get my deep belly button back once I've had the baby.
0: Yeah, I'll be right there waiting for you. Don't worry. Thanks. What's your belly button's name? Have you ever given it a name? No. Have you not? Have you? Stanley.
1: (laughs) You were so quick.
0: It's because it's called Stanley.
1: What do you want to name my belly button? (gasps) It's deep. So is it someone with a deep voice that we're going to name it after? Barry White bury the belly button bury the belly button it's it's sticking oh yeah baby am um, your belly button
0: let's get umbilical <laughs> <laughs> oh i nearly died <laughs> is there anything else we learnt in the parenting class
1: yeah, I think there is. No, I'm just trying to remember. Just, you've just distracted me <laughs> with old Barry over there.
0: It's the uh, Barry's over there. I can see it from here. Hello, <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Baby, baby, baby.
1: <laughs> just a couple more things. Uh, general aftercare. Yes. Uh, so they've covered the poo. They've covered the feeding. Apparently there's things that if it's a boy you have to look out for there might be little crystals in their wee, which is absolutely fine. So Mm. they tell you to look out for that, but don't panic if you see it because it's normal. If it's it's a little girl, they actually have a little period sometimes. Do they really? Yeah. Yeah, so if there's blood in the nappy, don't panic. Apparently that is normal.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: Uh. Yeah. Uh, Apparently babies can have swollen nipples as well, bless them. Oh. Uh, Little... Rashes, uh, little red spots, milk the spots. The milk spots, yeah, yeah. something
0: that my my skin is terrible. So I was worried that the baby would inherit my terrible skin, but uh, every baby gets it's little milk not spots. Not
1: terrible. It is terrible. It's not terrible at it's all. Years
0: of fast food. No, it's not. I've I've always suffered from bad skin. I've always suffered from really really bad skin. I was on medication all the way through my teens, and I I have the, you know, I I wash my face properly and, and treat mm. it with all, all you know keep it clean mm. it's really really bad it's well, really I, really bad
1: I suffered from from it in my teens as well I had all the medication yeah. stuff but and I, was, I still don't that was work.
0: genuinely the one thing I'm, I'm quite worried about is oh. that it would have very sensitive skin very dry skin I'm at the moment really dry I moisturize all the time. See,
1: you're worried it'll be uh, it'll be spotty. I'm worried it probably will inherit psoriasis because that's something that oh, ends up.
0: God, has got no chances. Poor,
1: poor little thing. Oh, <laughs> that's something dear. that you end up getting from from your family. Mm,
0: but every baby has the milk spots, especially the first couple mm-hmm. of times they go outside. Yep. Um, apparently, something to do with the, the again the sensitive skin. It just reacts to the air. I mean, we're in London as well, so the air is awful here. So. Very smoggy and horrible. Smoggy. Yeah.
1: The other thing that the class ended on was baby sleeping
0: mm. and
1: and how to make sure that they're sleeping safely, which is something that again hadn't really thought about.
0: That's one of the reasons that I got a baby box really early. Oh, mm. I mean, we haven't used it, obviously, but obviously, I think we spoke about this before. But yeah, we
1: have. I'm sure we have.
0: Safe sleeping is such an important thing. Mm. and SIDS, uh, Sudden Infant Death Syndrome, mm-hmm. and which is also known as cot death, it's a lot of the time people aren't educated correctly on how to put your baby to sleep. And it's, it seems so obvious now that we've been told about it properly, but also little simple things like keeping their feet to the bottom of wherever they're sleeping so they can't, Kick up or you know, Mm. I didn't really word that very well. No loose covers; they have to be tight in. If you have covers over, yeah,
1: swaddling or putting the the covers so it's completely tight down underneath Mm. the mattress.
0: Nothing that can go over their face, so they can't suffocate. Of course,
1: yeah, because it's so tempting to put cute little toys in there, isn't it? Isn't Mm, it? Yeah, but you have to keep them either not in the cot or miles away from the baby. You're not meant to put them um, any, well, they're not meant to sleep any other way, but apart from on their back. But apparently, years and years ago, it was the side or it was the front. So that's changed. baby
0: should not sleep with you either. No. No, they have to be in a Moses basket or similar, or we've we've got the baby box. The baby box is um, from the baby box company, I think they're called. It's literally a cardboard box, which is clean and small and flat and cozy and safe for them to sleep in so we'll yeah. be talking about that in a future show when we put it into practice hopefully
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: we've um, got a moses bus can we that's what we're using for the we fast.
1: have when we went yeah. and got out oh, um, yeah, our aldi that's trip the, that, was the, that
0: was the famed <laughs> aldi trip of 7am elbowing out e- just each other because we were the only people there
1: yeah the other things if you've got to make sure they don't this is the temperature you've got to make sure that the yeah. temperature is right in the room where they're sleeping so not next to a radiator or not next mm-hmm. to a really cold window so you've got to get all of those aspects right but this was all something that again we got given some lovely literature to take home more and sheets they, yeah more sheets more worksheets more homework but I'm thankful for it because if yeah. you know they they weren't there giving that stuff I wouldn't necessarily know about it you just I,
0: assume you're going to be able to yeah. do it and and we might you know we we've learned an awful lot so far but mm. in a few weeks time it might turn out that we know even less than we immediately thought so anything that we can learn going up to yeah. having the baby is going to be so important for us yeah.
1: and then the final part of the class again we got another leaflet on this but it, again it just shows that lovely care that the team have given us so far and continue to give us is making sure that we as new parents know that there is an an emotional support sort of network there for after the baby is born. So if you're going to suffer, if you do suffer from anything, you know, like low moods or anxiety or really severe lack of sleep, uh, if you have a traumatic or a difficult labor, then they make sure at these classes you have all the knowledge that you need to take away and Contact the right people if you need advice or even therapy. They know you know after these sessions that there's people on hand and available if you need to talk and if you need support.
0: Hmm. And it's that's one of the things I'm keeping an eye on with you is that I want to make sure that you know that if you are struggling afterwards and and me as well, but if you are, we're going to make sure that you're okay because I am. It's not easy, and I'm terrified. God knows mm. how you're going to be. You have to push it out of you. It, them, him, her.
1: <laughs> he, she, thing, he she baby, thing.
0: it. Um Aww. I just want you to know that I'll be there. And I'm going to struggle as well. Yeah. But isn't... we got each other's back, haven't we?
1: Of course we have. Yeah.
0: You you know yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah?
1: Yeah. And I, I, I still don't think it's all about, yeah yeah, I've got to give birth, but I still don't think it's all about all about me and the support that you give me i've got to give you the support too we're we're a team on this mm.
0: i just hope i'm going to be alright for you
1: you're going to be an amazing daddy <laughs>
0: god is real
1: <laughs> it's happening soon
0: <laughs> So that was our third episode in our parenting class specials. That's like all the facts done now, Mm. isn't it? Or our interpretation of the facts.
1: I've really enjoyed doing these because I've had to reread everything again. And it's helped me actually take it all in from those classes. They're Mm. they're brilliant classes, but there's so much information overload that being able to talk about it again has actually helped it kind of settle into my brain a little bit more. So uh, thanks for letting us it's, chat that into your ears. We've said the word
0: <laughs> overwhelming so so many times, but <laughs> this is where it. I thought it was going to be overwhelming, but I came out of it with less anxiety and stress than I did going into it, and I think that is such a good way of Mm-mm. knowing that Mm-mm. everything will be okay. Because it was just a lot of it was matter of fact, but uh, and a big shout out to the Lewisham and Greenwich NHS Trust and the Maritime Midwives Team. For so far, just being amazing, and the access is incredible. The NHS is such a special thing that we in the UK are so incredibly lucky to have. Mm. We, I have no idea how it is for you anywhere else in the world. So, please do email us in and, and tell us what's if you're a parent or you've had a child already somewhere else in the world, Australia, America, Canada, Italy, Europe, whatever. Let us know what it's like with the support leading up to you giving birth for the first time where you are? Because I'd love to know.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: It's fascinating. And we've also had a few, uh, we've had quite a few, but we've had some really cool emails in recently from listeners. So uh, I want to say a big hello to Kylie Sorensen from America. America. Cool America. <laughs> um, Kylie sent us just such an incredible email that was mm. very long with so many amazing Things that she's learned from her career and her studies, and it's I'm still digesting it. It's incredible, absolutely incredible, uh, and very, very lovely to hear about your marriage and your life and everything. So, it's a big hello to Kylie. Hello, hello, <laughs> that, that is your hello for the podcast, isn't it? What?
1: Hello, what? hello,
0: slightly Irish, <laughs> that's what it is.
1: <laughs> oh, now you're making me think about <laughs> <No>. it,
0: <laughs> and also a hello to Yasmin Bruce. Uh, who sent us a lovely little email just kind of introducing herself and, and explaining all about uh, her life. And, and you know, there's so many other people that have been in touch from on Twitter and Instagram saying that they make us a part of their day and their week listening to us and that they're really excited for us when Baby BW makes an appearance. And mm. that means an awful lot. You know, We it really we, does. we started the show to kind of facilitate what we... Hadn't been able to find, mm-hmm. which is a, a real couple, kind of doing like almost like a little diary of their their kind of progress, and you know people that have no idea themselves, and and we hope it's connecting with people, and seemingly it is. So thank you very much. If you haven't got in touch with us yet, please do. If you send us an email, we will reply. We're gonna have a lot mm-hmm. of downtime. <laughs> we're going to have a lot of stuff where you' Well, we're not gonna have downtime. are we don't have time to relax, but we're gonna have a lot of time where we're stuck in the house. So we'll be able to reply. Our email is firsttimeparentpod at gmail.com. That's firsttimeparentpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook if you use the tag at FTPP UK. Please say hello to us on Instagram and also make sure you're... Requ- um, bleh, I can't even talk. Make sure you're <laughs> recommending the show to all of your friends as well. It doesn't matter if they're not pregnant. They can just laugh at how bad we are going to be at this. <laughs> <laughs> And what do they need to do if they're on iTunes, Jess, or Apple Podcasts?
1: Subscribe.
0: Subscribe. Like. Like us. And review. Review us. Oh, goodness me. The algorithms are the worst thing in the world and reviews on any of your podcast platforms, on Stitcher, or on Spotify, wherever you're listening to this right now. If you could take 10 seconds of your time to drop us a little review or a five stars or a like or a share or a heart or a thumbs up. Uh, don't put your thumbs up, you mum. Uh you know it'll be really nice to 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 have that support from you. Um and I hope you're enjoying our show as well. So do I. Cuz the next <laughs> few episodes are going to be big. Aren't they?
1: <laughs> One can only imagine considering what's about to happen. Oh
0: boy. Yeah. So if there's been a couple of weeks of downtime <laughs> before this comes out, you know what's happened. <laughs> but yeah, Thank you for listening to our parenting class uh, specials. Get in touch. Like, subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. And we will see you very soon.
1: We will indeed. Yes,
0: possibly with a new cast member. (gasps) See you soon.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.